Okay, we understand that we have been hinting at Slate's development as a character in the second half of this uh, season. What you call it? Huh? Could have anything to do with your haphazard story arcs that pop into your head at the last minute? Or your attempt to create a fictional explanation for how the band's songs come to be written slash recorded? Perhaps it's the annoying voice that keeps trying to undermine my narration. Don't try to blame it on me. I'm part of you. You're arguing with yourself. What? That's what we call a plot twist. I know what a plot twist is, but is that really true? Maybe. It's also foreshadowing. I repeat, foreshadowing. Whoa. Sometimes I even impress myself. What does all of this even mean? I guess they'll just have to keep listening to find out. Won't they? Uh, oh, I see what you did there. Clever. You know you're just congratulating yourself at this point, right? Oh, yeah. My mind is blown. Wanna know something scarier? I don't know. Do I? Yes. Okay. You are, we are, totally sober. You okay? Maybe. I I don't know. You want to continue the story? What story? You know, the whole point of this podcast. Mike's F Up Journey, the adventures of the world's worst rock band. You were talking about Slate. Oh yeah, I remember now. You may want to get to the point. Right. Well, Gmod's return to manage Mike's F Up Journey had drastic consequences for all of the members of MFUJ. Brick began losing what little self-confidence he had, and even burned the novel he had spent two years writing. Shadow was feeling pangs of guilt for deceiving his fellow band members about the extent of his connection to Gmod. Stay tuned for a Shadow-centric entry sometime soon. For Shadow. Ing. Tiger Man had to endure a slew of insults for his lingering longing for a woman whose interest he failed to hold, usually in the form of a jingle or limerick. Of course, one member of the band actually benefited from Gmod's return, Slate. Yes, the dim-witted, libidinous, beard fanatic that sings on the band's albums like a pig under... The following went censored because it contained graphic imagery not suitable for podcast listeners. Actually reaped the benefits of having a chauvinistic relic of 80s AOR radio as a manager. At last, Slate was given the recognition that he so desperately craved but did not necessarily deserve. With Gmod's master PR skills, he became a bulletproof rock and roll cliché. Even the Package Gate scandal did nothing to diminish his status within the band. Some would say that was because the band was a non-entity in the commercial, indie, or any other rock markets that might exist, but that would be too logical for Slate to comprehend. This status proved to be like catnip to Slate. He began to indulge in every cliched form of self-indulgence that every rising rock star feels entitled to. Free booze, loose women, and the inalienable right to do some guerrilla redecorating to any hotel suite that the band was picking up the tab for. 
if only in his own one-dimensional imagination. Some experts began to classify him as pure id, to which Slate would reply that no nerds could come to his after-parties, no matter what their fake driver's licenses said. Life has been good for MFUJ's bad boy. He gets to confront Brick as often as he likes. Not in the all-out war way like he sang about in the song Slate Man from the first album, which featured his best guitar playing, by the way. No, this has been the pettiest of all battles. He trips him, steals his cold beverages, snickers behind his back as he spreads rumors about him on the band website, etc. Poor Brick. So sullen by his feelings of ineptitude and obsolescence. Doesn't even put up a fight. Slate even went so far as to write a review of Brick's novel, calling it way too damn long, complaining that it made my head hurt, and finishing off by saying that it's the worst crime to happen to fiction since that lame-ass vampire fad a few years ago. What is the cruel dude up to now? Out on the streets prowling for some sweet tang. Ah, uh, are we gonna get in trouble with the censors over this? Not if we qualified by saying we made a fruit-flavored breakfast drink. Did we? I, uh, uh, what's this? A transition? Gmon's relentless recording schedule included covering other people's songs as well as reviving old demo tapes. He took out his old Neil Young record and demanded that the band perform the classic 1979 rock anthem, Hey Hey, My My, Into the Black. Record this! He snapped as he bit off a piece of beef jerky he had been carrying in his jacket pocket all day. Like dogs trained through classical conditioning by some dude named Pavlov. The four misfits calling themselves MFUJ picked up their instruments and cranked out a by-the-numbers cover of a beloved song by a legendary songwriter-guitarist using the same robotic recording style that Gmod had used ad nauseum back in the early 80s when everyone thought nose candy was fun and nobody used protection when they uh, did the horizontal tango. were thin, the guitars metallic, but in the cold, lifeless sense, 
and the rhythm section seemed completely off. Of course, perhaps with his mind addled by all those decades of nose candy and unprotected dancing, Gmod's sense of what made good music had rotted away. Yes, we know this isn't accurate medical science here. Whatever. He listened to the take, processed it, while chewing on the half-finished beef jerky in his hand. I think we're done. This song is ready for release. It's terrible, Tiger Man said. Can I re-record my part? I can do better than that. No, replied the manager, producer, jerky enthusiast. People have come to expect mediocrity from this band, so we give them what they want. You mean we're not even going to try to get better? What's the point? You can't do any better. Well, that's upsetting. I think I'm going to have to tweet about this. The tiger creature took out his smartphone and began typing away. Brick placed his guitar back on its rack and walked out of the room without saying a word. What's with him? asks Gmod as he cracks his knuckles. Oh, you know Brick, Slate answered, admiring his own beard. He's probably gonna go mope about something or other. You know he's so bleepin' annoying. Why can't he just accept things as they are instead of constantly acting like a total bleep? Two things are infinite. The universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. Whoa, look at Shadow trying to be all deep. It's Einstein, you moron, said the drummer as he exited the studio to try to catch up to Brick. Hey, make sure he doesn't slit anything with my razor. I don't want him getting it all dirty with his bleep and bleep self. Oh yeah, we'll bleep you too, Shadow. The foul-mouthed singer turned to the producer. Can you believe that guy? He does have a point. You are one done son of a bleep. Well, if you say so, boss. Tiger Man shook his head in disapproval. You wanna go, Furball? Nobody messes with Slate, man. I am the... Shut up, Slate. Okay, boss. Meanwhile, in the hallway, Shadow stopped Brick in mid-pout. Are you alright, Brick? Can we not get into this now, Shadow? I'm really not in the mood. It's just that... I'm not gonna hurt myself, Brick mumbled. You can tell Slate not to worry about his precious little razor. Not that he even uses it, that fat bearded bleep. Then what's wrong? Really? Brick asked as he got a soda from the hallway vending machine. Did you not hear what we just recorded in there? It's a joke. Well, I'm not gonna say that was our finest hour or anything, but... Why am I still doing this? Brick. MFUJ. It's become a bleeping joke. We used to have fun doing this. We recorded music that meant something to me. Now, now, we're just going through the motions. And for what? No money. No recognition. We're working ourselves to the bone, working for that jerk, Gmod, and his new golden boy, Slate. I might as well quit. Yet I can't. I hate myself, Shadow. I'm not an artist. I don't know what I am. I'm just a hollowed-out husk. Nice to know you still have your sense of humor. (sighs) You know, that wasn't good when you said it in that production of The Glass Menagerie that you were in a few years ago. And it doesn't work now. I'm just gonna take a quick shower and then go to bed. Whatever makes you happy, Brick. The depressed guitarist left the drummer standing there with his half-finished orange soda. Brick locked the wooden door of the bathroom behind him and climbed into the tub-slash-shower combo and slid the plastic divide closed. 
He switched on the hot water and let the steam saturate the room with cleansing heat. His hair flattened and the aroma of hard water splashed down from the wall. Brick pressed his arms against the tiles and let the water take its course. What the hell am I living for? After about a minute or so, he began to feel strong surges of activity flowing through his left arm. Brick pulled back. Tiny rivers of electricity pulsed inside the recesses of his forearm. Fear caused him to begin to tremble before eventually he felt the real jolt hit him in the chest, causing him to crumble to the floor. He lay there on the cold, hard porcelain, the burning stream of hot water crushing him from above. Speechless and hopeless, he stared at the ceiling, the steam obscuring the design of the tile, making it impossible to recognize its true self. Copyright 2017, Mike's Effed Up Journey.